Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to a Voice in the Wilderness podcast. Today, our Bible promise comes to us from 1 John. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, which says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is one of the most wonderful Bible promises throughout all the Bible. I know I continue to say this every time, but the Lord's promises are sprinkled throughout the Bible because the Lord knows that we would need his promises because we would get downtrodden and... uh. We would need uplifting when we look at ourselves because the Bible reminds us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible reminds us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And in the Old Testament, it reminds us that there is not one righteous man, no, not one. But here, in plain language, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The key here is where it says, if we we confess our sins. First, we have to confess that sin. And then he is faithful. He is going to do it. He is going to forgive us of our sins. And then he will cleanse us of a little unrighteousness. No, the Bible says that he will uh, cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. And remember, even our righteousness is as filthy rags. So even our good things need to be washed and need to be put through the strainer of Jesus Christ, so to speak. Let's turn to the Old Testament to a couple verses kind of reiterating this thought in The first one comes to us from Psalm, the book of Psalm. Sorry. Psalm 32. Psalm 32 in verse 5, which says, I acknowledged my sin unto thee. And mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgression unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. We have to acknowledge our sin. We, and then, only then, will we confess our sin. If we don't acknowledge our sin, we're not going to feel the need to confess it in the first place. But even in the Old Testament here in Psalm, David says, That he acknowledged his sin and he did not hide his sin. He confessed it unto the Lord and he says, and he forgave his iniquity. He had the sureness that the Lord would do the thing that he promised. And then we turn forward a little bit to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 28. 
28 and verse 13 says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. I know that in this world it seems like those that sin get away with it. Those that do evil get away with it. But the Lord promises here us here that if we or anyone covers their sins, a person in the church covers their sins, the Lord will deal with them. Somehow, some way, that will be dealt with. But he says, but if you confess it and forsake it, you will have mercy. See, confession, confession is just the start. Well, the start is acknowledging. You have to acknowledge, I have sinned. You have to realize the enormity of the sin, that every sin, no matter how big or small in our mind, slayed the Son of God. It killed God himself on the cross. Once we see that, we confess it to the Lord over the blood of Christ, and then we have mercy. And then, well, we confess it and turn away from it. We forsake it. That is the meaning of repentance. And then we have mercy from it. Commenting on this in a book called Great Controversy, it says, If those who hide and excuse their faults could see how Satan exalts over them, how he taunts Christ and holy angels with their course, they would make haste to confess their sins and to put them away. Through defects in the character, Satan works to gain control of the whole mind, and he knows that if these defects are cherished, he will succeed. Therefore, he is constantly seeking to deceive the followers of Christ with his fatal sophistry that it is impossible for them to overcome. But Jesus pleads in their behalf his wounded hands, his bruised body, and he declares to all who would follow him, My grace is sufficient for thee. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let none then regard their defects as incurable. God will give faith and grace to overcome them. Somebody should say amen to that if you're listening. We need to remember that the Lord will convict us of our sin. He will bring it to our mind if we simply ask him. If we say, Lord, show me the thing that is drawing a wedge between you and I. If there is a cherished sin in my heart that I have not confessed before you, he will show it to you. But our heart has to be ready to see it. And we need to view this conviction, however it may come, as a blessing. Proverbs 3 and verse 12 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. And then we turn to Job. Job 5.17 says, Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore, despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. 
Revelation 3.19 says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. We need to view the correction of the Lord as a blessing because it means that our hearts are still receiving the Holy Spirit. We have not grieved the Holy Spirit beyond the point of pleading with us, beyond convicting our hearts. And it is a blessing for the Lord to say something is wrong in your life. You need to make it right with me. Praise God that he still says that to us and we can still hear it. As we circle back around to 1 John, our devotional thought today, 1 John 1, 9, we need to remember that this, if we confess our sins, he will cleanse us of our unrighteousness. This does not give us a license to sin. We cannot sin, confess, sin, confess. Because if we do that, it continuously deadens our, our, uh, the enormity, the feeling of enormity of sin upon our minds. We need to confess and turn away from the sin wholeheartedly. The Lord will be grieved. The Holy Spirit will be grieved away if we continuously indulge in that sin after forgiving, after asking for forgiveness. Commenting again in uh, Mount of Blessings, it says, We should not try to lessen our guilt by excusing sin. We must accept God's estimate of sin, and that is heavy indeed. Calvary alone can reveal the terrible enormity of sin. If we had to bear our own guilt, it would crush us. But the sinless one has taken our place. Though undeserving, he has borne our iniquity. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Glorious truth, just to his own law and yet the justifier of all that believe in Jesus. One more quote from a Bible commentator on 1 John 1, 9. It says, Thank God that he who spilled his blood for us lives to plead it, lives to make intercession for every soul who receives him. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. It speaketh better things than the blood of Abel, for Christ ever liveth to make intercession for us. We need to keep ever before the, before us the efficacy of the blood of Jesus, that life-cleansing, life-sustaining blood appropriated by living faith is our hope. We need to grow in appreciation of its inestimable value. For it speaks for us only as we by faith claim its virtue, keeping the conscience clean and at peace with God. This is represented as the pardoning blood, inseparably connected with the resurrection and life of our Redeemer, illustrated by the ever-flowing stream that proceeds from the throne of God, the water of the river of life. Friends, we have this beautiful Bible truth that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. He'll take it away.
and he will remove it far from us as far as the east is from the west. He will toss it into the depths of the ocean to die and at the end of time he will place all of our iniquity on him who tempted us to do those things to be destroyed forever. Friends, I hope that this has been a blessing for you as it is always a blessed reminder to me that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Allow us to close with a small word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this Bible truth that you are faithful and just, that you are equal parts just and merciful. Lord, we thank you for the beautiful truth that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness and we ask today that you will help us, that you will take this stony heart out of our chest and replace it with a heart of flesh to be molded and shaped by your Holy Spirit. Lord, if there be anything between you and us, allow us to be reminded of what it is so that we can confess it to you and ask you for the strength to turn away from it. Heavenly Father, I ask you all these things and plead all these things in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen.